Niggas be out here acting like fucking judges are good people, bro. They are. Judges' lives matter. <laughs> blue eyes, they say, fuck blue eyes matter, but niggas be more than judges, nigga. You have to realize, bro, if we can prop all the, the good judges to the top and put them in charge, then things will be a lot better for black folks. Honestly, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm at, like what if we just got all of the good cops together? Bro, you have to, like... And put them in charge. Like, that is... It's not like policing or anything was rooted in slavery or slave patrols. It's not like, you know, the judges enforced the carceral system. It's not like that. Right. It's these judges that... It's not like judges were at the auction block. It's not like all the judges do it. It's just a few judges that have a lot more power than the other judges. So they tend to, you know, slam the gavel a little harder and be a little bit more strict with the white supremacist laws that they enforce. I mean, it's not like this country was founded in slavery or genocide or stealing land from indigenous people or, it's not know. like it's not like jail is one of the biggest businesses in america you know a, like a billion dollar industry but hey fuck capitalism right yeah man. we just need to get the right black people in position you know if we had black cops black judges black da's black presidents Bro, i have an idea this is where change is really gonna come could you imagine black-owned prisons? Mm. Man, all we need is Jay-Z and Pharrell to fucking make a song about it, and I think everything's going to be smooth. Did you... Hey, no. Didn't that happen? Like, didn't... Or like that was it, a meme? Was it a meme? Nah, they made a song. I think it's called, like... I don't know. No, not not those niggas. Uh, not the, I'm talking about a black-owned prison. For real? I don't I've know. Seen, if, I don't know I've if it was true or not. Somebody the, was like, well, at least it's black-owned. I'm like... <laughs> Fucked off. I don't even know what the truth was behind it because for, you know, there's big ass corporations that be owning these prisons. You feel me? So I doubt it. It could just be, I don't know. It could be people, someone making fun of What do black owns? I mean, like, let's say hypothetically we did have a black owned prison. Like, what would be the positives of that? Some niggas is getting fucking rich as hell off the incarceration of black people. That's that's what you're going to get. What would be the downside? The same downsides of of, of white owned prisons, of non black owned prisons. It don't matter if you were slave black labor. Or not, nigga. I mean, if you look back at like Asada's autobiography, one thing we talked about on that episode. Quick little plug, go back to that shit. You know what I'm saying? But like one thing we talked about that was Asada was dealing with hell with black COs, nigga. Yep. And that's yep. back in the '60s. So why the fuck do you need a black judge? Why the fuck do you need a black DA? Which we're gonna get into. If they gonna do the same, cops when they just as likely to shoot unarmed black folks as white cops are. It's about a system, bro. If you plug yourself into the system, no matter what color you are, nigga, you are a part of oppression. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited for today's episode. I am. I don't know. I'm a little disappointed in us that it took us this long to do this episode, considering our connection to the uh, the topic and the people that are involved. Uh, both as fans, as being in community with these people, and also as abolitionists or niggas who want to uphold abolitionist practices in politics. Especially um, niggas being in the field with our shit too. Like, yeah, this is like a, it's low key saddening that we not low key. It is very saddening that this is our first time speaking on this. By then, by now, we should hey, have had at least three or four episodes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and at some, least we calling ourselves out right now. At least hey, we we tapping into it now. But yeah, now we we you know this is shit we for sure talked about on Twitter or our own social media. Free Draco, you feel me? Uh, but we, I'm glad we, we were able to dive deep into, into as what's deep going as we on. can go because, like, there, 
it's such a it's such a layered and perplexed and per, it's very simple but it's perplexed with all the layers of anti-blackness all the racism and capitalism that is at the root of his trial right? i mean white supremacy is a fucking machine and it takes so many different moving parts aka policies that keep that shit running so many fucking little different penal codes a, B, dot, one, two, you feel me? All these different codes for it's white supremacy and yes. oppression is so deeply rooted in this fucking country, bro. Bro, when we, when we were doing reading on this, it was just like, I felt so many gears turning in my head and parts of it I could understand and parts of it I, I couldn't. And it was just like, who? Like, these niggas really, I mean, but it's a system that's 400 plus years in the making, right? We was talking about this the other day on my granny porch. Like, we, I don't even think the forefathers could have saw this. Like, them niggas had, they did they, I know they thought they was doing their thing, but they didn't. They probably didn't think they like, didn't oh, think shit was gonna nigga. last this long because they didn't even design it to last this long. I mean, long. you even <laughs> make the point of it being a working document, right? Yeah. But like, did they think like, Amendments. damn, we just gonna build? I don't like. This is like next to the pyramids in Egypt. This is probably one of the most <laughs> long, longest standing projects <laughs> in, in Man, humanity. Bro. Sometimes you gotta credit the devil and be like, bro, the devil is the Niggas fucking devil in, for a fucking reason because the devil was organized to a fucking T. I'll tell you this: them crackles is in their bag. When they wrote that constitution, they was in their bag. Fucking they, crackers, bro. <laughs> them, them niggas still got us. We still upheld by the fucking document that them fucking slave owning, fake teeth wearing, ass fucking colonizers wrote. Nigga, when you like, know your history, right? When you know when you know your the, the history of four hundred plus years of white supremacist capitalist patriarchy, you can see why Draco is in the position that he is in two thousand twenty. And for those who aren't familiar. And knowing that there's thousands of Dracos. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of Dracos. Millions that, that came Million, through the system. Me? Millions. Like, millions of black folks that came through the carceral white supremacist system known as the American justice system, right? Uh, we're going to be talking to Draco the Ruler, who's who's a rapper from um, Los Angeles. We're going to be talking to his managers, TK and Picasso, in a few minutes. Um, for those that aren't familiar with the Draco case, you know, we... We, like we just said, right, like niggas should have been talked about it, but we're talking about it now as a result of the latest gag order that's been, you know, presented. Right. And what's so wild right now is that from the far right, quote unquote, the right wing movements are saying, oh, we need free speech. Right. Oh, our, our, our free speech is being dismantled. We can't say what we want. That's one. That, I mean, like. You, they're literally like literally. There was a whole fucking free speech week at UC Berkeley. Free speech week going across on campuses the throughout the country. This was popping off when Trump was like it was during that election season. That's when all that free like free speech started to kind of you know be revamped. Be, yep. And then yeah. 2016, 2017, yeah. 2018, you're seeing this these you know the Milo's the the Ann Coulter's coming to fucking what campuses to that and nigga? shit. Oh, he got they took his Twitter down or some shit and. That nigga, that nigga like bankrupt, Milo Yellow Pandas or something. He was he was old one. He was like he was old one. I remember. He, did they shut this shit down at Cal? Or? Yeah, bro. They spent like four million dollars on that event, bro. Hella police and shit out there to protect the free speech of, of these white supremacists. That was, was the white nigga that would just go to hella colleges, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that nigga would just say the most he racist. Was like a frat shit. bro or some shit. Is that how he looked? I don't. I don't, I don't even. He looked like he like a European. You feel me? Like what's his name? All these crackers look like Europeans, but like he looked very Europeanish. Oh, you, you feel me? Like in terms of, I don't know, like Czechoslovakia. Bro, this or nigga would have got ran off the block. <laughs> ran off the block. Is my yeah. audio okay? I sound kind yeah, of. Nah, you know, you good. All right. I'm just having worn headphones in a really long time. Yeah, pod, this so. is like, yeah, we're not used to hearing our own voice yeah, back in the ears and shit. Am you I know? screaming in this motherfucker? <laughs> what is my gain on? Is it, is it low? Do I sound loud? All right, for sure. Just make sure I'm not tripping. 
Yeah, but this Milo nigga was wilding. Wait, this nigga's name is Milo Andreas Wagner. Nah, it's, it's something you will. Wait, so what's his? He was born Milo Hanarahan. Milo Yiannopoulos. But that's not his. This that's not his name. Or I know, nigga. I'm looking at the okay. same. But it says, all right, we're not gonna spend too much time on this cracker. <laughs> let's let's get back to Draco. So. Fuck the free speech week. That's what the whole point of this. That was the point was is yeah. that all these right wingers are saying is, getting, is being used against against Draco. Yeah. And we're gonna dive into that. Um, but for those that aren't familiar, right, like Draco is a rapper from L.A. who is currently um, on trial for gang conspiracy and shooting from a motor vehicle. But in 2018, he was found not guilty of all the murder of murder. It was murder. murder. It was yeah, a first degree murder and attempted murder, um, and this and, and conspiracy to commit murder. Yeah, and this is a result of a 2017 killing, no, 2016 killing of, I think it's Davion Gregory. Rest in peace, to bro. Uh, and so, yeah, as a Jake, Draco has already been on trial once once for the killing of Davion and the attempted murder of two other folks that were shot that night. Um, through his trial, he was found not guilty for a multitude of reasons, right? We're going to discuss all the very racist and crooked key players of his case, but he was found not guilty. Um, but now he's on trial for gang conspiracy and shooting from a motor vehicle for the same cases. Now it's just different different charges. Exactly. It's for the same killing. Even though he beat the murder charge, beat the attempted murder charge, right? And this is where gang enhancements come into it, right? Because the gang enhancement, they're calling... Stink Team, a gang, which is even rap, though it's a rap is, collective, which is rap, rap group. You feel me? Yeah. And it's like, bro, coming from the land of Crips and Bloods. And I mean, <laughs> as someone who's got the chance, to like, meet Draco and work with Draco on a on on different avenues, whether it's being in the studio um, or him bringing Black and Jim out to perform at one of his concerts, um, like, them is his. It's like it, it literally would be the same as somebody called PBO a gang, like, period, like. <laughs> We've talked about this before on, you know, the history, the history of of black radical, black militant groups and the the state's approach to handle them and treat them as gangs. And this is what whether Draco or them, Draco and his collective organized or not, they're using organizing. The, the state is using the same tactics that they use against organizations, black radical groups and gangs to essentially railroad these niggas. And we got to look at the history of gang enhancements. In this country, right? This is all coming in the afterlife of a war on black power. Period. You got to think about L.A. fucking PD. You feel me? The first time they used a SWAT team was on the Panthers. Now they're using the SWAT teams on the gangs. You feel me? So it's all the, the apparatus, this fucking white supremacist ap- apparatus of policing that is being used, that was used to, to destroy the Panthers, is now being used to destroy the gangs, right? So it's like the Panthers was dissolved in 1982, and then in 1988 is where you start having the gang injunctions. Yep. And, right. think, <laughs> and these same gang injunctions are in 2020 alive and well, and they're prosecuting, you know, rappers yep. for for their lyrics and for their quote, quote unquote associations. Yeah, and, and two important things to note about Draco's case is that he's being held without bail, which in 2018 legislation was passed to ban that. And he's also served the one thing Draco was charged for was the possession of a firearm, which 
they got after they fucking raided his house with all his family there, his mom and his sister there. Uh, but he's already served the maximum time for that. Like, that's another thing that needs to be like, not only is this man being held without bail, which was legislation in 2018, banned that. Um, he's also served the maximum time for the things he's already been convicted on. And he's being retried for the same crimes under a different charge. Like he already beat the murder. He already beat the attempted murder. And now they're charging him for gang conspiracy. And it goes back to like juvenile shit. Cause they used a strike against him, a juvenile strike for stealing a bottle of liquor. He got a strike for that. Yeah. And that's what they use basically to keep Who them. hasn't stole a bottle. I stole a bottle as an adult. You don't want to use like, like what? Like this shit is I mean like it's it's not it you it's laughable because that's how perplexed racism leads me sometimes. Like you think as two niggas who I feel like have dedicated the last five tens that are five to ten years of their lives trying to learn as much as they can about the white supremacist country that we have been banished to. Um I still find moments when I'm like, damn, like these crackers can never cease to them. Like they have their racism has no bounds, bro. Like the, it ceases to amaze me no matter how much I see. And it's always the same shit, but still it kind of like, catches It's not you surprising, but you, you hear about a story like this and it's like, damn, bro, bro locked down right now because of that first strike. Yep. And then the gang enhancement charge. Right, which is known to be fucking racist. They say, oh, because you're associated with this, this, and this, you can be charged for something. Yep. And so, for the two charges he's being retried on, right, there was a hung jury. Um, the jury voted 10 to 2 in favor of acquittal for the shooting from the motor vehicle charge, um, which in most cases would never lead to a retrial. Um, and then the second charge is the gang conspiracy. Gang conspiracy. We already, we've already... When we've already explained how that in itself, the gang conspiracy charge has its roots in anti-blackness, right? Like quote unquote to when you read about it, it's it's it was the governor's response to blood. I mean, they say gang violence in the 80s and 90s, right? But they're talking about the Bloods and Crips. That's what the response was. But like, really, you know what it means to increase police, right? <laughs> increase police violence, period, point blank. The two are synonymous. Hand in hand. Increased police presence, more "quote unquote" boot, boots on the ground. <laughs> That's more arrest and more violence, more surveillance. You talking about the Rodney King years, my nigga? And who knows how many unarmed black folks they killed during that time? How many armed niggas they killed in that time? They just come on. Yeah, and we talking about L.A. County. Yeah, Jackie Lacey, a black district That's attorney. That's what we have to name, right? Like, look right. at who we're dealing with—a very, very racist and powerful police force. Right where. There's an estimate of 15 to 20 percent are active gang members in police gangs where they had fucking bar fights from different police white gangs. supremacist gangs. Nigga, right. The KKK. Let's just call it. What it exactly. Is. Where KKK, the head nigga. sheriff literally is doing fed time. Lee Baca, I believe his name is doing fed time right now because he blocked the investigation of the FBI. Crooked. Racist cops, my nigga. So these, this, these, that's how fucking corrupt they are. That the feds had to stop them because we know the FBI corrupt as hell. If we know the fucking history of the FBI. And the FBI decided these motherfuckers are so fucked up that we got to prosecute the head sheriff and get that head sheriff out of there because of how fucking corrupt they are. <laughs> like the feds ain't doing. Sh- the feds is the feds. We all know the feds, bro. So for the feds to be able to say that, it just shows you what what type of system you was dealing with. And niggas want to say, oh, we want a black DA. 
black this, black cop. It's a black DA keeping Draco in prison right now in county jail. All this shit has to be named so that we can provide a full analysis of the right. situation. You can't pick and you can't pick and choose. You have to know everything that's happening. And look at the judge. The judge is a former DA as well. And you know, they're working in cahoots. Yep. And then Shannon Cooley, who was the 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 uh the lead prosecutor, heir to the Cooley throne, my nigga. She comes from a long line of racist and homophobic. Come on, my nigga. Francis Hardiman. Who used Google and social media to build a case? Literally, they had no fucking evidence. Oh, you can't be talking about the same Francis Hardiman who him and his partner shot out, shot um Francis. Is it, let me see what it is Freddie Sosa in the chest seven times. You can't be talking about that. You can't next to his twelve year old son. You can't be talking about that Hardiman. Hardiman same with the history Hardiman. of police violence and police murder. We can't be talking. about These are the niggas that are though. Jackie Lacey, whose husband. Came to the door with a fucking up the strap on these protesters at the house. Hey, nigga, you know she a progressive prosecutor. Be cool. That's Jackie Lacey, nigga. She's black, bro. Come on, be cool. Watch how you speak on her. Black excellence, nigga. Watch how you speak on her, nigga. (laughs) Watch how you speaking on Jackie and her husband that's pulling all straps on niggas. Fuck you, Jackie. Watch what? Hey, hey, hey. But we hope, you know, this episode exposes and takes a look at exactly what's going on, right? Because we hear about it, but it's one thing to personalize it. Because, yes, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of cases that are just like this. But we got to make this shit personal and understand this, the shit that is going on. Because this is a war on black people. It's a war on black political speech, black freedom of speech. We know freedom of speech have always existed for white folks, right? But when black political speech, right, black rap is being attacked... The words you were saying is being attacked. That's a threat to organizers, nigga. That's a threat to activists. That's a threat to everybody, nigga. But niggas won't connect those dots because, you know, Draco is not of the academy. He's not of organizing spaces. Distinct team, Ralphie, Bambino, Kills, Ketchy, they're not of the black organizing space, right? They're not, they, they don't, they don't, they don't fit the mold of the perfect victim. So niggas, we might talk about this and niggas gonna be like, oh, we reaching, we connecting dots that don't exist. But, you know, I, I, I talked about these this. is niggas being attacked. I mean, I talked about this. Niggas, that, I talked about this with you. I talked about this with Ty, right? Like niggas love romanticizing street niggas that get politicized. George Jackson, Malcolm X. They love and I'm not calling Draco Malcolm X. I'm just saying I'm not calling Draco George Jackson. But niggas love romanticizing street niggas. But they don't really, 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 really think about all the experiences and things that they embody. And so it's very as as niggas who claim to be abolitionists, as niggas who claim to be black radicals who want to embody these politics, as niggas claim to be people of the of the ghetto. We got to be speaking on this shit, bro. Period. And we got to give this nigga the same resources, the same amount of attention that we would give somebody that did fit the quote unquote perfect victim. Period. Point blank. That has to happen. Niggas got to. And if you're not with that, you know. Maybe this ain't the show for you, but. I, I'd encourage you I don't to think this is the show for a lot of niggas, but yet here we are on episode 82. <laughs> 82. Here we are. Hell black. Here we are. Free Draco. In Cavalli, but I came out the slums. This swamp water that I mix with my mud. Fat daddies like I'm Ralphie the plug. But it's the rule of fuck with me, you'll get slumped. In Cavalli, but I came out the slums. I'm Rodeo, but I still got my drums. Thought I had life until I posted a dub. Man, tell these niggas I'm as real as they come. In Cavalli, but I came out the slums. I'm Rodeo, but I still got my drums. 
thought I had life until I posted a dub. Man, tell these niggas I'm as real as they come. Oh man, what's the deal, my good people? Shit, man, I got um my co-host Blake on here. What's going on, bro? Nice to meet you. What's up with it, Blake? Man, thanks for taking the time. Oh man, you know it's always that thing, man. Shout out to everybody in the Bay, all my good people in the East O, all my good people in the East Bay, period, Richmond, EPA, what's happening? All my people on the other side of the water in the city, sub Filmo, sub HP, all that. What's up? What's up, my to my my good my good 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 cuzzo, mine. He just came down two weeks ago from Marin. What's up? You know what I mean? I was just telling Blake, yeah, I was just telling Blake it's it's been we should have been had you on here, man. We should have been had y'all on here to talk this Draco shit because what's going on to that man, bro, is a fucking travesty. Shit ain't right. Oh man. You gotta get Draco, you gotta get Greedo. Now we got a new artist that we just signed Atlantic, uh Mexican kid from uh HP that's Huntington Park. His name is um Sway. Yeah. Suede and he in the towers right now. Shit, this shit is wild, bro. When I think about R. Baron, y'all done, at least when, when, when it comes to, to Draco and Greedo, y'all lost two folks who was, wasn't even at the peak of their shit, peak of their peak of their careers to this injustice system, bro. Like, and been doing, doing some hard time in some hard places. Like, this shit is nuts. Yeah, what's going on with uh with Draco is is what you just said a travesty. Um, I I, don't, I never seen nothing like it. You know, not for no rapper. You know, he they act like he is. You, you know, you guys coming from the Bay, you could ask your parents and grandparents about you know some of the political injustices in the, from the mid sixties to the mid seventies that went down. You know, it's a lot of brothers still up there locked up now you know, been locked up 45, 55 years, you know, I have not seen the light or had anything other than man-made light on their skin and that kind of duration of that whole adult lives, children, grandchildren, and son with great-grandchildren, and they were fighting for ideology. This man is just rapping. This man just rapping. He ain't murdered nobody. Charles Manson had a fairer chance at justice than he did. Jeffrey Dahmer. You know what I mean? The Unabomber. Hey, you name it, they done had a fairer case than this man had. It's mass murderers. That dude, Dylan Roof, they shot them, them people, the, our, good, our, good, our good brothers and sisters in the church down south. He had a better chance and a fairer chance of justice than Draco just rapping of a crime that he was not convicted of. He has not been convicted of the crime. It's really double jeopardy. That because of a technicality in the law, you know, the so-called gang laws or gang enhancement laws, it allows him to be retrialed for something that he essentially was found not guilty of. So you had to keep these charges. And once again, we're not talking about this is not a political leader. Maybe they're trying to say, I, I mean, I look at it as maybe the substance in rap. And I don't even want to say the substance. I just think the... Uh, the, the the things that we're able to accomplish, um, I never seen nothing like it, bro. I, I can't even like this, to wrap my head around it. I'm a little older than y'all. I was born in the '70s, so to, to wrap my head around what's going on for rap, it, it, I can't. I, I I don't know. You know, I I was 
I was I came from a serious thing too. You know what I mean? As far as some of the members of my family and what we stand for, and I came up in a very black conscious household. I came up under under Islam, and I man, I never I never thought somebody rapping like in the streets rapping. We're not talking about you know creating a political platform. We're not talking about fighting against the police and making music and making things that are politically activated. We just rapping just rapping about what's going on in the streets. So, I, I mean, it, it's a lot of ways to take that, you know, maybe that's the new politics. Maybe that's the new political discourse is just being able to explain what's happening in the streets uncut through the coded language. Maybe people don't want that, you know, but I think it's indicative of a bigger thing that we going through, which is marginalized people. If you can get the people on the outskirts of society and basically do anything to them, then general citizens and their rights will be taken too. That's what I think it is. That's what I I personally think it is. I think if you can get, you know, if you start with the rappers, which represent black males or Latino males of the, of the worst margin in society, you know, if you could just stigmatize them to where people are like, yeah, they allowed to be in jail. I understand if you can get Americans to understand and sympathize with the idea of something, then pretty much it's going to work its way in the middle of America. And there'll be like little Johnny down the street. He deserved that shit too. You feel me? So it's it's crazy, bro. Man, it's wild because I feel like we talk about that shit all the time. Like, it's only a matter of time before the 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 hands of this racist nation turn on you. Period, point blank. Today is Draco. And tomorrow, bro, tomorrow, it could be somebody tomorrow else. could be a professor. You know, it's just talking <laughs> it could be about. Else. It could be a black professor talking about whatever they're talking about, and that's what you know is so wild about it. Is like when you study like what happened to the Panthers and shit, and like Cointel Pro, and how a lot of those cases were railroaded and set up from the very beginning. Like the more I'm I'm re looking at Asada Shakur's case, I'm like, bro, this Draco case is hella similar in a lot of ways in the which how corrupt this system is in trying to. To and charges. what's the thing they got in common? They both black. Both black. <laughs> they both speak for the yeah. they both the speak hood. for the streets. Period. And if you look at the gang injunctions and shit, in 1982 the Panthers was dissolved, and then in 1988 then you start having gang injunctions. The same LAPD. You know, I mean, I was uh, creating SWAT teams to to infiltrate and to take down Panther headquarters. Is the same LAPD, LA That's sheriffs being used right now. Come on, man, and you know Draco Mama. I've been I've been over you know, you know to where it's at you know on the on the east side and um that that thing you talking about with the Panthers that happened off of off of you know forty first and Central very epic time very epic thing because between that and the Sibanese Liberation Army the SLA you had a creation of SWAT so SWAT was specifically created you know, through the guise of, of, of what was going on with COINTELPRO. This was, this was, these were things that, um, you know, from, 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 I don't know if y'all know about Parker, who was the, the racist uh, police chief here. And then we went from Parker to Daryl Gates. So you're basically dealing with a systemic paramilitary force. You know what I mean? That was, that was created. And to keep these people in line, when you look at the, the history of black people in Los Angeles and Oakland, California, if you four, four generations, three generations deep from Oakland uh, up north, then the majority of people, they, 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 they families are from 
Texas and Louisiana, you know, and it came out here, you know, as part of the lo- the later years of the industrial times, pan. Some came during the World War II, some came after. But by the 60s, that was over. That whole dream of you going to come from Louisiana and come out here and get a job, that was over. And that activism, whether that came out up north in the Panthers or whether that came out down here in the Panthers with people like Bunchy Carter, that, you know, L.A. has always been more tribal, you know, because of our proximity to, you know, the white hate groups or, um, you know, other ethnic groups, just like Chicago. You know, Chicago and L.A., we, we have a, a lot. My pops is from Chicago. Shout out to Chicago. And, you know, because of the, the, the racial groups and because of as we move as a people, you know, from, from our mass groups of, of black people in, in the slums, anywhere we moved in the first 100 years after slavery, 60, 70 years after slavery, we, we lived in tenement homes, in the worst part. So whatever ethnic ghetto that Eastern Europeans or European people, once the Irish were finished, or once the Jewish people were finished, or once the Italians were finished, or whatever ethnic group it may be, once they were finished with an area, we came in and they, and they, and they housed us three, four times more than what it should have been. So Draco was born and raised in LA from the East side, you know what I mean? Him and his brother. And, uh, you know, the Stink Team is a is a group of L.A. people that um, they've been together like a band of brothers, you know, through through everything. And and I think it's what I what I see for them. The political thing is is uh, and not to get too deep, because once again, this is all everything that we saying will be used against him in a court of law. Dig that for your free speech. It will be used against you in a court of law. Anybody that got any kind of case. And you go on to speak on your case on the, on on uh, social media, anything, and it's inappropriate or deemed inappropriate by the prosecution, it will be used against you. So I like to speak a little lightly on these things, um, you know, d- doing what our little brothers, um, what he's fighting. But, um, you know, I, I just feel that the representation of a, of a certain aspect of uh, culture has been uh, intensified by um, law enforcement. I don't know if that's justified, but I feel like once again, marginalizing that to to where we at, you know, we in the, like the things in Oakland and in the Bay, like this, the TV capital, this, the media capital. So you guys are the technology capital because of Silicon Valley. Right. Yeah. So we, we are the, the, the Hollywood, you know, whatever the, the thing that Hollywood sends across the world, that's what we are. And, you know, if you can have certain things here, whether it's trials or, you know, or high crime events, whatever it is you can do here, you're going to have, it's going to be polarized because of the media system. TMZ is here. That three-mile zone is Hollywood. It's not in New York. It's not in Chicago. It's not down on Biscayne Boulevard in Miami. It's not in uh, Peachtree in Atlanta right here because they understand the power of that so you know one of the things that we've been able to do if you guys you know i know roller's been doing it because of the relationship with uh with with, with all black and the stinks but one of the things that we've been able to do specifically is counter is counteract with um what i would say just like the panthers did with the progressive left you know with articles that we were able to help 
shout out Audible Treats and us being able to get them to come on with the PR campaign. But we've been able to get the Washington Post. We've been able to get um, a lot of a lot of big, a lot of big intellectual movements that are beyond rap and just center with uh, white mainstream people being aghast at what's happening. You know, we we were able to bring that in, similar to what the Panthers did. And I just I just like to let it be known that uh, we have to humanize it. If you just break something black, you know, and once again, this is the psychology of racism, right? So, and it, this has a lot to do with what's going on because I, I've been to the court cases and it's a black judge there, but that has nothing to do if you're dealing with a psychosis, which is a, which is a terrible way, you know, it's a psychosis, you're sick, that's a psychosis. So I don't think white people are ever going to deal with racism as a psychosis. You, you you could look at bipolar, you could look at uh, manic depressive, you could look at anything on the spectrum of thought, which is slightly off, but nobody has ever said that racism, which is the most maniacal and, and perverted way of thinking. And it's totally, you're totally able not to be a racist by getting rid of the thought, but we don't. So when you go to court and you see people, they darken your picture, or, you know, they present you in a certain, the prosecution presents you in a certain light psychologically to connect with potential jurors, to connect with law enforcement, to connect and create a certain type of stigma. And anybody who's ever been in the United States judicial system knows exactly what I'm talking about. You are fighting for your life, a traffic infraction, depending on who pulls you over a minor infraction or interaction with the police could be your life your life in front of your mama your child your grandmama whoever it is in front of your life so we deal with that every day and for me to know i live in the city of killers you know the police are killers the gangs are killers you know homeowners are killers I live in the city of killers, but to have this man be projected the way he is and the facts are not saying that. You have to use music as facts. You can't say you were convicted of a previous murder. You're, you're, you're implied, and this has never been implied in any of the court paperwork that he was a participant in this murder or any previous murders are known in the streets of L.A. as a murderer. He's a street person, just like the majority of people in rap or hip hop or the inner cities of, of anywhere. But I mean, man, you, the way that the prosecution is going hard, I mean, I've never seen anything like this, man. I, I can't like I can't put a a thing to it to be like, yeah, they did this. Da, da, da. I can't say, yo, this is they did Tukey like this. I can't say they did uh, Larry Hoover. Like I can't say nothing nothing in this realm of somebody that's rap and then is on here. You know, you can't say, oh yeah, they caught it with the blower and that was the blower that was it was none of that. Mm-hmm. It's 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 crazy, bro. And it's like to me, I'm that's why I'm glad Roller called me. I appreciate you, good brother, text me because we have to get in the people's minds, you know, because I think once again, 
we present ourselves, and this is somebody who's in the in in the rap community. We present ourselves with a certain image because of where we come from. We present ourselves with a degree of affinity for elements that we are used to, whether it's good or bad. We used to it. So we, if we present ourselves in this, I'm, 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 you know, unafraid. Like we, this who I am, hundred percent uncut, unapologetically. This is what I am. But see, we have to understand how what the implicate what, what that really means in a criminal court of law. You have to really understand what that means when you go to the feds. You have to really understand like the points that like we don't understand that until we get in the seat. And see, that's that's me personally as 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 a big brother, as an uncle, as somebody shit, you know, to you know, preteens and other people. I'm somebody pops, these dudes could be my sons I could have had in my my late high school, early twenties, you know, people in the hood had kids young. Some of my friends, they got grandkids. I know people got grandkids at 40. You feel me? So you have to look at it and say, when do we, we got to look at the system different because I'm going to be real. If, if, if presented a certain way, you can fight it. But like Draco, me, you, anybody, one person can't fight that. You can fight for your freedom, but you, you're talking about a systemic change. Like Irv Gotti, they went against the feds because essentially they did that. They didn't start the Supreme team. They didn't give Supreme money to do this and that. They was that man. They didn't roll on the feds. The feds rolled on them because they didn't roll on him. Point blank. Just point blank. And they was able to beat that because they had the money. And it took all their money and it destroyed their credibility in the music game. They've never come back after that as Murder, Inc., or as solo individuals in the music game. It's never come back like that. You have your freedom, but they defraud. As you know, as the good brother was saying, Blake, he was talking about COINTELPRO. You're never going to come back to a level of prominence once these smear campaigns happen. So our brother has went through all of that. At, at Draco is, what, he's 25? About to be 26? I mean, you know, a 26 about to be 27. I mean, man, that's crazy, bro. It's like, it baffles my mind. He didn't spend almost three years in jail on this. It baffles my mind. He's one of the most influential talents. He's the most original rapper to come from L.A. since Snoop Dogg. And remember, Snoop Dogg fought a murder case. Yeah. Right? He fought a murder case where this blah, blah, blah. But he also was signed. I, I think if Draco wasn't signed, I mean, I think if Draco was signed when this happened, it would be an entirely different situation. Yeah, we we, I we do. and we for sure wanna we um we got some questions for you too that we for sure wanna dive into because that's been one of our our wonderings of like if Draco wasn't as big or if he was smaller, what would his his situation be like? But I think Picasso, you on now? I thought we saw. Him. Yep, hey, yep. what's yeah, going yeah. on, man? Yeah, I'm like Man, gl- glad to have you on again for the listeners. We got TK and Picasso, the managers to Draco the Ruler on. I'm glad I'm glad we got to have you on. We was telling uh TK earlier, this shit long overdue, especially again when you when you name that Draco been fighting this shit for three years. And that's just this case, because I know that nigga got a history of being harassed by LAPD. And so when you when you think mm-hmm. about that, the entire history of him being harassed by LAPD and then cons- consider and then you add these last three years of him being found not guilty and then being retried for the same shit under different charges. 
it's a uh, we we for sure want to do our part to 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 shed light on this shit. And we like our first question was just like, man, we've been talking about all the all the you know his whole situation, but in y'all last few conversations with Draco, uh, like how's he holding up and shit? How he doing? Mm, I talked to Draco uh, two days ago. Um, <clears throat> Draco's a person that is always a. Uh, you know, I think he he has this. He always laugh. He he always laughs to. Like that's the way he covers up his pain through cracking jokes. You know, so when I talked to him, uh, he rapped him. He rapped on the phone for like twenty minutes straight, bro. And he was rapping some of the most prolific shit I've ever heard him rap ever. And it's fucking since I've known him. I mean, uh, he was saying shit that blew blew my mind away. And I just think that what he's doing right now is is instead of being frustrated, I mean, obviously he is frustrated, but instead of like letting that consume him, as he did with uh, the last album we just put out with over him over the phone, the GTL, yeah. um, he's taking it out creative creatively, and he's in a bag where he's talking about how he feels about his situation, he's talking about you know his feelings on everything, and and then he's in he's in one of the most creative bags I've ever heard him in since I his entire career. So, I mean, he just rapped on the phone for 20 minutes straight, bro. Like he didn't say much. Like he calls me to rap. That's why he calls me particularly. Like yeah. me and K have a very different relationship with Draco. Yeah. Um, I'm the creative side. So he calls me to either talk about some balling, talking about some chains or some car he's seen in a book or some new foreign he's thinking about getting, or he's talking to me about rap. And he, he rapped for 20 minutes straight, bro, and fucked my whole head up and, I told him to keep his head up, and shit. That was that was a conversation we had. It's it's so wild, bro, because we talking about him, and we, there have been however many articles written about how influential and how up and coming Draco is, but I don't think people realize like how good of a rapper this man is, bro. Like <laughs> I watched this man get out his sleep and freestyle a whole sixteen in two takes, bro. Yep, two takes, too. and it'd be the most insane shit I've ever heard. Like I yeah, that was actually the first interaction I had with Draco. Um, you gotta understand is that we were talking to him for years before he got out. We were dealing with the Sting team. So I've physically been in Draco's presence for 35 days in my life since we've been dealing with him. Because he's been for years. Locked up. For years. Yeah, because he's been locked up so much. So when I when I when I met him for the first time, I brought him Barry's pizza, lobster berries pizza. I knew I heard that was his favorite. He was smiling and shit. He was pouring up, talking shit. Bambino introduced me to him. I know you guys are aware of who Bambino is. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, that's my good, my good. I, I took the Bambino ketchup a lot in the stink team. But um, Bambino walked me in. I introduced myself and he was pulling up. He was listening to a beat. He ate the pizza. He fell asleep for three or four hours. And I'm like, been talking to Bambino. Like, I'm not able to sit here and watch this nigga sleep, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I got time for that shit. He's like, man, hold on, man. I'm telling you, just hold on. I'm Give like, a minute. Give a minute. You know, I'm like, you good. Nigga three hours. Then he wakes up. He looks at us so crazy. He said, you weird. We can talk on here crazy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He weird ass niggas let me sleep. Looking at us crazy and shit. And then he just goes in the booth. He does it in one take. I said, man, when, when the fuck did he write this shit? And the niggas like, yeah, man, he writes it in his sleep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's for sure how bad he sounded. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, just just witnessing that him being my favorite artist, um, even before that, before I met him, we were fans of what he was doing in the streets. 
You know, um, we were fans of what he did with the music. We we're just fans of everything we, he was doing. So, you know, to to go to go from that to actually dealing with him, you know what I'm saying, was amazing. Like it was dope. And then to see his work ethic was hard, it was really dope. So that's my that's that's my like memories of Draco while he was out. But you know, now we're just trying to get him free and get him back out so he can continue to do what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's um it's I mean, you you know, we made the point of like, you feel me, he you've only got to see Draco, you said in in person, thirty five times over the last few years. And that's the kind of the point that I was making of like, I really feel like LAPD got something against him. Just the way that he's been engaged and how much time he spent in jail prior to these this these last three years. Yeah, and it's not like he was a rapper. You feel me? Like they knew about him before he was this rap shit was blowing up. Oh, yeah. So it's like the rap shit blow up and they already LAPD, LA County Sheriffs already hate the nigga. Come on. They're gonna have a whole ass vendetta against him. I agree with you fully, man. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, shit, man. Um, he's definitely been chosen to, to be fucked with. That's for sure. Um, that's evident, you know, and shit, man. He's, he's been through a lot, man. He's been through a lot. Even when he got out, he was going through a lot. You know what I mean? Like, he was being harassed. He was being followed. He was, for no apparent reason, you know, he just went through a lot of shit, man. I mean, uh, and know, that's it, what happens it, after you've been incarcerated. It's not like it just you you're out and you're stop. free to go, and the nah. niggas ain't gonna stop watching you. No, nah, don't. Especially one of the biggest rappers. <laughs> Come on, never stop with him. And then you know, like he was big and he was infamous, infamous out here in L.A. for being one of the best artists and all that. And you know, he carried a certain kind of presence with himself. But it's like, damn, bro, like he never really got to live his life when he got out. You know, like to do everything he wanted to do. This man had a kid. He only seen his kid all of 30 days in his life. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit ain't, that shit ain't nothing, nothing for him to go through. Like, especially for this kind of case, you yeah. know, this case, this case is, you know, it is what it is, but it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's BS, bro. You know, I mean, it just doesn't add up. You know, there's obviously a larger agenda, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and that's the know. shit about white supremacy in this country. It shit don't add up, but that's how the system works especially when it's talking about black people and trying to destroy black people, incarcerate black people, enslave black people. Yeah, and, and, and TK, you made the point of, um, you know, you talked about going to some of the some of the court days. Can you describe what, what the trial has been like thus far, right? Like, I was reading some of the stories and they talk about Hardiman, who was the lead detective, and Cooley, who was the lead prosecutor, like them clearly being like super, super close and linked up. Oh, oh yeah, man, it was, uh, you know, it was definitely some uh some uh, some kind of overtones to something you know what i mean there was some type of overtones i don't know what kind of bars you know was exchanged but um you know i i saw anything i, I pretty much um have grown up in the shadow of the criminal justice system my, my pops was incarcerated when i was born and my whole childhood my, my father was in and out of jail I went to go see him. I forgot how many months old I was. So I'm not, to me, uh, it's very demeaning. Like, I don't know if you know, this is black men. We can all talk in honesty. If you could go to a, to a, um, a doctor, and we're not even talking about crime. Just say you go to a doctor and, you know, they might see people. You have to stand up for your rights as a human like me. 
I had some kidney problems at one time, except you look, man, I'm, I'm not a dope. I have to tell them because I have to get them to empathize with me as a human. I've been through the process so much that, like, look, let's just go. I'm going to beat you to the punch, right? I'm going to beat you to the punch. Like, I'm just not some random black, whatever your preconceptions are of black people, man, I'm, I'm hurting. I'm in pain. I need you to empathize with me. And that's why black women have so much problems when they go in with their children because they're like, oh, you black. You could take pain because I see they dehumanize us and that came so, from slavery. So. so when you go, when you stand in a court of law, I don't care who you are, you're going back to 1765, 1652. It's like a, it's a portal in time. I mean, that shit you was designed that way. Yeah. From the very foundation yeah, of this country, it, that shit it, was designed the way. It ain't, it ain't like this country changed. We still under that same constitution. It has it. So when you go, when you may change personally, you know, in your conditions and what you do and your children and your personal world and, and the level of consumerism and the level of capitalism that you have. But when you go back in that court, right, it's like being in Mississippi or, or Tennessee in 1652, where your ID at? See that ID? Oh, you got a warrant. Sit your ass down. Right? Let me see that ID. You got to go there. Oh, yeah, that's the high power, high power court. No phones. No phones. We, no phones in here. You got to sign in. Let us check you. You go through all this an intimidating process to get you there. The homies that ain't right with their IDs, they, they can't come through, can't support it. It's all set up like that. That's what I'm saying. It's set up like That's that. That prison industrial complex, boy. Like, it's such a layered thing. Like, to yeah, the point, you couldn't, like, it's, it's, you got a certain, certain ramifications you got to meet just to come support your people. Shit, you ain't, if you're on parole, you ain't going to. You can't, can't do it. it. That's what I'm telling you. Right. <laughs> and and I don't even want to say, like, if you say parole, because that means that you are in the system as a parolee, as a as a probationary, you are in the system. Let's talk about, I got five traffic tickets. Let's talk about, I got a, a child support warrant. Let's talk about, I just blew my case, right? All of these things won't allow you to come either. So if you add those things together, who's there, yep. right? Then you stay in your community. Your mom is there, your, your, your baby moms, your, your current girlfriend, your auntie, your grandmother, and people that aren't fully going to resist, people that aren't going to give a presence of resistance. Not that, not that I, not that the female element won't, because they're they, they gonna ride with you to the end. But I'm just saying to counter that, yeah. it was designed like that. I didn't make it like that. I'm just an analytical person and observing what's going on. You asked me to describe it. I had to go through all that to give you the mental picture. I had to show you how dehumanizing it is and how you have to go through this, and then I have to go through that and be seen as. The lawyers looking at me. I have uh, prosecution and other lawyers. Who's he? Why is he in here like that? I, I go and I have my kufi on and my cardies, my bust down cardies on my eyes. So you can know I'm not with none of this. So you can't, you can't tell me to take my kufi off. That's for religious reasons. And you can't take me to tell my I can't wear my sunglasses. I can wear my bust down cardi uh, uh, lenses though. You can't tell me to do because I'm not gonna turn it down for what. I haven't done anything. As a matter of fact, I pay hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of taxes to be dehumanized. I pay your salary. You that's don't pay my American salary. Experience, dog. You know, we, that's why I said, bro, 
when I see Draco there and I see him in shackles and I see him fighting for his dignity and I see him fighting as, as a black man to say, man, man, my voice matters. I'm somebody. You're not going to dehumanize. You're not going to make it. I got fans. I got supporters. I create music. I'm somebody. And, and here's the thing. We saying this about Draco because he rapped, right? We all know somebody in the belly right now that don't rap. They're not getting this light. So Draco is exemplary, just like Greedo, because they can rap, right? So when we get to the core of black, uh, you say when we get to the core of white supremacy, when you get to the core of capitalism, right? As you were saying, good brother, you're talking about white supremacy. Shit. You're still doing something that benefits them. Cause you put you you pushing their agenda. I'm pushing their agenda. You you fighting their agenda right now. Ain't too many people gonna say that in rap. That they that yeah man, I'm pushing white supremacy. Damn, how do you break that? We working in the communities. We doing that. You got to break the mindset. That's what I was telling y'all earlier, man. We have to look at the things that we love and understand. Why do we love it? If you love that, are you willing to change that? Because we have to change our communities, bro, and change our thinking. Because it's nobody, the activists in Black Lives Matter, I haven't seen anybody at Draco's court case. Jeff White, shout out to Jeff White. Jeff White. I mean, there's and, a big, I feel like there's a big uh, disconnect. To be honest, it's like people yeah. in the movement, Black Lives Matter, and I think a lot of it is actually like a class thing, right? So it's like, they don't they don't see themselves in a person like Draco. They don't a lot of the niggas ain't have any proximity to the hood either. So I feel like a lot of times Black yeah, Lives and, Matter this shit, it isn't being focused on prisoners like that. Or political prisoners. Well, or people being set up. Political prisoners. Political prisoners of violence. To see you you could you could go this too when you talk about the Black Panthers, because you know, you got people like Eldridge Cleavers and you got people like, you know, the 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 Panthers that were in New York that were very with the business and then you got people like um you know after huey went to jail some people say yo we're we not gonna make it being violent and now we got all these got jane fonda we got all these hollywood people that's gonna help us we might need to tone that message down but hey man that's why you got a black gorilla family in the bla and the black liberation army because those were the people that went underground and those were the people that was facing life sentences. They were yeah. pushing the line. But what happens, bro, when you push the line at 25? Yeah. You get incarcerated. 35. Shot. Yeah, you incarcerated. You know what happened? You know what happened, bro? You might lose all your teeth with no dental care. That's how I, That's how the elders from that, that thing went because they dealt with things, bro. They dealt with no support. They stopped being, it stopped being involved to be a panther. Or to be a revolutionary, and, and some people that that, that had uh, dashikis and, and and braids and that they ended up with Jerry Curls and Brooke Brothers suits. You know what I mean? And and, and and listening to George Clinton and doing all kind of cocaine and Rick James and all that. And times they progress, man. Whether 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 good or bad, and we not gonna let Draco, we not gonna let Greedo, we not gonna let anybody that 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 we know and we love because we out here living it. And that's, that's, another, that's another key to the psychology of white supremacy is that you start individualizing things. Go back three, four generations in your family. If they did come from that small town in Louisiana and they moved westward, they may have went from Louisiana to Texas 
and then from Texas to Oklahoma, then from Oklahoma to the Bay. They might have hit Fresno. They could have had Bakersfield, and then they up there in the big city. And wherever they went, they had their homeboys. And the homeboys wasn't necessarily, that was from your hometown. That's why we say Miss Martha, Miss this, Miss that. Because in, in slave time, they went, you didn't even have a last name. So you got to still respect them. That's Miss Martha. So now that's Miss Martha down the street. We from the same town. That's your, hey, yeah, that's your auntie. Go down there and get some sugar. Go down there and get this. Everywhere you at, that's the black American experience, man. And we lost that. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm proud. I'm not proud to say that, but we lost that. And I'm from a generation in the '80s. Of I went to junior high, to high school when crack came out, and, and we lost all that, bro. We lost our our like y'all young enough to where some of y'all might be crack babies. I'm from the generation when we was 13, saying sell it to her, sell it to her. We got to get up. We had no guidance, and you walking around watching the deterioration of areas like man this shit i watched it not how y'all watching gentrification i watched the motherfucker go down and now it's coming back up i literally watched it from my junior years to uh, junior high to high school man and shit that like everything that you was told in america as a as a junior like i'm six seven eighth grade i remember man like the seventh eighth grade like Damn, then you like in the days by the ninth grade, like what is what's the man? What is this shit? Like what's really going on? Like you seeing people that you know, they mamas is smoking crack and doing all type of wild sexual shit in alleys and crack houses and shit. Uh, teachers that you know, this is all happening in real time. Like if it was a fucking um, if we had the um, social media, then motherfuckers is this is bros, bro, mama back here right now. That's what you get. Bro, so-and-so, the teacher's back here. This fool is, you got, we, we watching that. I'm over here with bro. They, this thing came in. These guns is over here. This is da 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 All that in real terms. And I say all that, bro, just to let you know, getting back to the court, the courtroom, all them ex- experiences, I can never get past that, bro. Every time I go see Draco, anytime you go to a court thing, you got to be on your best behavior and you got to understand that it's an antagonistic thing you know the law enforcement is not your friend they're there to serve and protect the state of california as the prosecution not as the defense so that's not even equal in itself they're not there for the for the equity of the courtroom they're there for the prosecution of the state of california and you better understand that and know that at all times whatever can be used will be used for the prosecution for the state of california so you know seeing all that man you know, it's, it's seeing my guy, it's wild. You know, it's wild, man. It's wild. And, and me and Draco, we definitely, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't, I say, you know, we, we work with, with Draco more in the capacity. It, it ain't even like management. It's like, because his career, Draco is a self-made person. We've been able to steer him and help him. We more like consultants. And that's what I feel like we do with his auntie. Shout out to Kayla. We, uh, we help him releases his, his his vision to the world he put it all out we helped him with it we help man we just help because he's such a a great it's like um if you was with george jackson you talk about the panthers imagine knowing george jackson at 25 and knowing he's finna write blood in my eyes or revolution you know write these scripts that, that these books that he writing and you right there with him and you like yo you probably never gonna get out of jail 
that's what people was there. I'm looking at Draco like, you might be the greatest rapper, rap technical rapper to come from LA. And you might be one of the greatest rappers in style to ever come out, right? You fight for your life. Not fighting for your life like Sean. Yo, keep it real, man. Sean shot three people in the face, my nigga. He got 10 years and he's home in Belize. I go to Belize every day. I, I just came from Belize in January. This nigga shot three people in the face, homie. That's a real deal. With Puffy, why he had the hottest girl in the world. He shot three people in the face. That's a fact. And he's home in his own country. And he did not go to court for three years shooting three people in the face. This nigga went to court. Matter of fact, that court case was under a year. Shot three people in the face, man. You feel me? Yep. Cameras, everything. They watching this nigga run out, everything. Caught him with the strap app. Oh, wow, shit. So you got to look at why this happens, man. You got to you gotta understand, man. I, I just, I'm so, man, it's just, it's crazy because I just feel like we never going to get past this, man, at, at a certain level until we deal with it. It's like when we, when we looking at Black Lives Matter now or now, you know, the tr like all of us, I'm pretty sure five months ago, the, the feeling or, or four months ago, the feeling of with the pandemic and, and, and the protest movement as black people in America, as black men in America, we like, what, what's going on, you know? Is, is it a moment of excitement? Is it a moment of unification? Is it another scam? Do, do I embrace this? Like we have all that because of everything we've seen and especially like you said, bro, on the class level, I'm from the shit, man. I'm from a toilet. I don't have nothing. I'm from some bullshit, bro. You feel me? My my dad don't know his dad. My dad didn't raise me. Man, we talking about damn the four generations of motherfuckers not having, we don't know each other, man. Real shit. I broke that curse with my daughter. My daughter in the next room, man, 11 years old, man. I broke that curse. I had no guidance. Me and Pete right now, man, we, we learn how to pay our taxes, man. We have to go to people that have generational wealth to help us, man. Man, I'm a grown-ass man. When this shit stop? Right? It don't stop. It don't never stop. So, you know, seeing Draco, it's, it's, it's heart-wrenching, man. You know, it's heart-wrenching. And, um, I just told a PR person because we had another member of the Stink Team, Rise, and uh, he has a tape called Million, Million Dollar Fugitive. Anybody listening, you should go peep that. And Rise is a real factor out here. That's that's Keela's son. And um, the PR was like, yo, I, want, I thought I would get more support from people that um that were behind Draco and Greedo. I'm like, yo, Rise just started rapping. Like, they like Greedo and Draco because they rap. And, and that goes into what you just said, bro, white supremacy. They like them because they're black people that can rap, not because they're black people. They're black people that can rap. Should they serve a purpose. <laughs> or you're entertaining. You just serve a purpose. And that's why I say, how many of us are willing at our core to say, why, what do I contribute to white supremacy every day? And what are you doing to counter that? So, you know, Draco and the brothers in jail is, is crazy, but they're on the front line. You, you fighting it every day. You're you nothing but, you in the trench, you in the belly, you, you in the intestines. 
the chitlins. You you fight it every day. You dehumanize every day. The police might call you a nigga. The just anybody that you know you dealing with race wars with. It, it's everything you could deal with, right? And this is supposed to be the top level of, of living in in the Western world. That we have the largest amount of incarceration ever in the history of mankind. It went like this in Germany with the Nazis. Just, just to get a view. Learn from us. It went. Learn from America. You, you feel me? Come on, man. It went like this. The Romans didn't have people as many. Whatever empire you could think of, I mean, whatever sadistic leader you could think of, they didn't have this many people incarcerated at this rate. You know what I mean? So it it just um, our brother is locked up, and when you go see him and dealing with the case, you you gonna spend that. If you if you there for an hour, you are gonna spend an hour in that zone. You know, every time I go, it's like. It's like three hours of my life. I got to prepare to go. And I go a lot of times. I was going, I was dropping my daughter off at school because uh, he'd been, he been going to court for years. I dropped my daughter off at school, drive um, over the Compton to the courthouse. Excuse me. Go inside. Drop my phone off. Go in. Go through the metal detectives. Do my, do my one-two downstairs. Go up the elevator. Do my one-two. Get off. Run into the sheriff's. Yeah, are you this or that? No, I'm not. Give me your ID. Look at the name. Put my shit down. Boom, go. When we first went, it was D-Tech's everywhere. They up on every side of the thing, peeping you out. You sign, you stop. I'm like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? So all that, bro, for somebody that, that led like me and Pete, you know what I mean? That that we don't went through what we going through, making the money that we making through, and we still treat it like that. It's like we... We not treated like the to the left to the depths of, of Draco, man. But we still in it, bro. And, we, and I and I appreciate once again. I just appreciate, man. You you two as, as black men trying to get this out there and not sugarcoating it, not not watering it and making it to our people. So hopefully, somebody in the right place can hear this and, and continue to fight and give us some more support in whatever way they want to do it. Yeah, I feel like throughout this whole time, Draco just been fighting back. And I and he's recently, you know, been vocal about his critiques of the prison system and, and basically how much money he's had to spend on phone calls. So can, you, can y'all talk about the amount of money y'all have had to spend fighting for his and the rest of the guys' lives? Because I think a lot of times people I mean, forget I, about I how think, much money it is to fight I think, capital murder charges. Draco has been... Once again, like I said, I'm going to say this lightly, that, you know, he's been supporting his own case and fighting for his case, you know, with with with, with very good legal money, you know, and they know that. And uh, it, it's a travesty, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars have been fought for that. He's probably spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on phone time now. Picasso has had different members of the team call him and Greedo. Pretty sure he spent thousands of dollars just based on my life. I'm a full-time parent. If I got an artist supposed to hit me. It's, it's hard for me, bro, to like to really get into that. I tell people call your girl or something. We'll, we'll get some arranged. But it's hard for me to like to like do it like that. But you know, it's a scam. 
You know, it's capitalism. You know what I mean? It's capitalism. So at the end of the day, you'll spend whatever you spend. If 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 they came after me or I, I caught myself in it, I would be prepared to spend anything. Irv Gotti, I think he said he spent five to $10 million to beat the feds. And if you got it, that's what, whatever you got, go on and do it because your freedom is worth all of it. So, but to know that you're taxed, that incarcerated nation that we're talking about, it, it, is they look at you every day from the time that you wake up to the time that you go to sleep. They're also making money off of you. So, you know, when your daughter's born and they got to call you, when your mama's sick, you got to call. Every aspect of your life is being recorded and monetized off of. So, man, that's crazy. P, you want to tell them, you know, you, you know a little bit more on that because you be going through that, bro. Yeah, I, I, I can't even add it up, man. You know what I mean? I've done so. I spent so much dough, I don't, I don't even want to. Talk about even, it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even want to think about that shit. <laughs> man, it's something that we talk about on here like a few episodes man. ago. We was talking about the prison industrial complex and how that shit is big business. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, even if you think about what JPay, fucking Green Dot, you feel me? Like, and just bro, GTL they, was a billion dollar company. They making money off niggas being locked up. The genius of Draco to use GTL in the title. A billion dollar company that he has spent probably almost a hundred bands on, I'm sure, if not more, to turn it into a triumphant, uh, historic piece of work to make money off of it while they're making money off of him is fucking genius. That's why it, it should it pushes back against his system. Facts. And it's also y'all make, exposing, y'all make money off y'all niggas <laughs> while showing how y'all be on that bullshit. It's exposing the system too. So it's like not only is Draco fighting against the state. Now you starting to talk about billion dollar corporations in the era when people were talking about abolish the police, defund the police, get rid of prisons. It's to shine a light on just how much money these niggas are making on a day to day basis, making us making to 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 catch us, and how much they making off having us enslaved in these prison cells. Oh, mm-hmm. come on! And this cold part about it: there's hundreds of thousands of Dracos throughout this country. Draco is one person that has had to spend hundreds of thousands on phone calls in a matter of three years. You don't want to know what the next nigga spending five years, ten years on phone calls, bro. Come and that's on. just and what about the niggas like who who you know Draco not signed to a major, but you know at least he has some t- some type of rap inco- income. There's niggas out here who got a right. who don't got no income trying to pay these GTL fees. Shoot, have a public defender too. And it go back Come to what people were saying, like, you know, Draco might not be hella big, but what if he was any smaller than what he was? I mean, and we all know, we all know them. We all know the homie that was that Come was on. dibbling and dabbling in rap and, and whatever. And he up out of here. He gone. That like, nigga Loden did it then did an eight piece. I got some, I got niggas, man. My cousin just got out from a seven piece. Like <laughs> pin. In the pen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to continue to know that until we dismantle the system. And, you know, that I, I'm i a firm believer in, um, in change coming, but I, I know that the ultimate change, you know, if you look at, I'm, I'm a student in history. Like, was, was Hitler really going to give it up unless they really came in on him like that? 
Is they really was he really? I mean, how did he that? get it? How did he get it? Through that I mean, force. He got it through <laughs> yeah, through force. Through and that's force. how he lost. It. How you think they're gonna <laughs> give it up? How you think they're gonna give it up? Through force. Ain't no way around it. You history could, teaches like you said, history. History gonna teach you. Man, history, man. One thing You're not gonna get it no other way. Yeah. Um we we recently saw that, you know, they was putting another gag order out on Draco, right? Like as a result of the album that we're talking about through his, like there's, you can try to, anybody can try to play and act like it's not directly connected to him making the album and exposing the crooked ways of GTL. But, you know, right after he makes his album, they present this other gag order. You feel me? Delete his social media. No more saying free Draco. All, all like, I'm, I'm trying to figure how, how this is even possible. I mean, if, even if you look at the beginning of the first case, it's like it was built off of social media and built off right. of rap lyrics. So it's literally continuing the same shit they was doing before. All right, now he's talking about he's doing music again, challenging this prison industrial complex. That's a problem. Are they taking away his phone calls too? Mm-hmm. Is he still in solitary? I think they just sent him back. He had hit the main line for a minute. You know? Now he's classified back where he's at. I didn't. I talked to his auntie Friday. Today is Monday, and um, yeah, I talked to her Friday, and I talked to Ralphie Saturday. So, like I said, like you know, we we talking to people, families, bro. So that's his brother and his auntie. So you get a different take on somebody as a human being, man. So you know, Draco's a fighter. That's one thing I could say about about bro. He gonna fight it, and um. You know, it's like when when you put it in the context that y'all put it into, because I looked at it like that too. Bro, bro was willing to do that for the mixtape, because I'm asking him like, oh, you know, it's gonna be. He don't care. He didn't care nothing about that. He really went into that knowing that, however, they I gotta do what I gotta do. I gotta stand up for my rights. You know, he went into that. So, and they for sure did they bullshit. So. But he went into that knowing that he was willing to do that to fight for his rights. So, shout out to Draco for that. Yeah. So how can we and how can our listeners support Draco? Let's um let's 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 get in contact with uh Kim Kardashian. If she wanna do all that, let's get in contact <laughs> with, <up>. <laughs> uh, with the black with the Black Lives Matter leadership. Let's get in contact with uh civil civil um civil rights organizations and black rights organizations in your local community. If you live in Oakland, you know, contact someone in Oakland and says, hey, this is a case you may not know. If it's along the lines of class and you are a working class black person, let's get in contact with more black people that are um, that have more education and working in more civic fields to get them to help us. If you are somebody uh, in, 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 in politics or in a political position, and you are of African-American descent, or you are someone who's tuned in to the African-American community, then please bring more light to Draco's case. The more people that talk about it, the more we're gonna be able to see something that happens. It's like if, if anything is done to the dark, will eventually come to light. But what, it, what at what expense does that happen? You have a young man in his prime that's rapping. You know, this rapping. Tupac was in his prime. He was rapping. 
Gucci Man was in his prime, he was rapping. You know, these are people that are in their prime that have faced incarceration that were behind major corporations. And maybe that's why their their stories are still here to be told. Traco is 100% totally independent from Northern, from Southern Cal to Northern Cal, dealing with Ghazi and Nima and Tef, my good peoples up there, to get his word out. So we just want people to, to speak on it. If you're a writer, write on it. Just everything is going in as soon as court court is scheduled for next month. Let's speak on the injustices that have happened. And let, unless, once again, somebody was deceased, we're not taking anything away from that. But let, let's really, if you look into the case, you'll understand, you know, that that case has already been tried and convicted. You know what I mean? And what we're dealing with right now is an absolute abuse of power and is an absolute justification for the marginalized to be taken advantage of. And all, I, just, I want and I want to say this too, as a black person in America, if you fight for Draco, then you got to understand what's going on right now with, with, with the camps that they have with these kids. You got to understand what's going on with immigrants right now, especially Mexicans and people from South, uh, excuse me, from Central America. The same thing that they're doing to them is marginalized people. Where you're like, oh, yeah, it's, just, it's cool. It's happening over here. We don't really get along with them. The same way you're doing that is how a white person looks at, oh, it's cool. It's that type of black people. It's not, it's not like Steve that live next door. It's just, that's just them down in the ghetto. If yeah. you keep doing that. And there's a lot of Africans, you feel me, African immigrants in ICE detention centers too, niggas from Haiti, you feel me? Yeah, on the East, if you, listen, man, that's one thing that black, I, I live on the East, you know what I mean? And I, I got, we, we got, we, we, we intermarried with a lot of different people from the islands in Africa, man. Let me, let me just tell you this, bro. In the East is, is, is rampant from, from the Caribbean to, to Africa, you know what I mean? It's, it's rampant because, you know, you're going to get caught with something jacked up, next thing you know, you're there. But my point is, I think the face of that has been seen as illegal immigrants in America has, 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 is an is a anti-Latino movement. And I feel like crime and criminal justice is an African-American issue. because We're the face of that, right? So Draco becomes a conviction because that's all you got to say oh he's been convicted before that's all you got to say oh it's, it's oh it's oh it's about immigrants somebody over here illegally see that in itself is psychological warfare and, and main proponents of white supremacy you dehumanize somebody so by propaganda yeah and you get behind something that makes you dehumanize oh yeah well, it makes sense yeah these are the people that's telling you to do it so it don't make sense so, like I said, man, in in order to thank you guys for giving people an opportunity to hear it, if you care anything about Draco, please go online, do your information on Draco the Ruler, spread the word, get in contact with those in power to understand that a man in his 20s who created music, who has not been convicted of murder, is now back on trial facing a life sentence for his involvement, supposed involvement in a crime that there's already been a conviction on. So let, let, let's do our best to do that, man. Let's all spread the word on that. In any cases that you guys have, 
let me know. Let me go do my personal research. Roll if y'all got something to send me the info and I can do it, man. And next time you out here in the, you know, in the in the land, you know, we we got a we got a bunch of community incentives right now. We got feed a thousand families, and that's that's really for the hustlers, man. Everybody that's getting their money. It's a lot of a lot of good business going on right now. Um, a lot of people got their um, stimulus checks and other things. And if you got that, man, put that to work. You know, we all could put $100 can feed 100 families. You could feed 50 families on $2 meals. We got preparations, people of color, African-Americans and, and Latinos that are preparing these meals for us. You can, you can buy them as, for as little as $2 and get somebody all the nutrition that they need for a day. So we feeding a thousand families as much as we can, and um, just trying to do change, man. I'm I'm trying to do everything I can, man, to 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 fight a system that I was born in, man. I'm I'm not from Mars. I'm not from Saturn. I'm not from Canada. I'm not from uh, uh, Belgium. I, I was born and raised in a, in a racist, sexist, capitalist system in America at the height of it, man. And I want I want to be as a full human black man, full human express. You know, I got, got a couple of other names that, you know, have the high of the most high and, and dealing with the most high, you dealing with God. And when you deal with that, bro, you, you want to be able to, to have that justice, that, that balance. And that's what we trying to do. And I'm going to leave everybody on my end. Free Draco, the ruler, free Greedo, free O3 Greedo, free Sway. Any of your people, man, if, if anybody needs me, you can hit me at TK or Baron on all social media. I'm down to represent anything that want to bring a unification when I'm down. And I do critical thought. So if it's something I don't like, I'm, I'm actually going to say it. And, um, you know, free the homies and um, let's continue to do what we need to do, man, to get our people right. That was a pursuit. Appreciate y'all coming on, man. And um, y'all always do good business for me on, you know, the music end, and I'm glad that I think, I mean, y'all, TK, you've been in the game a little bit longer than, than me. I think you've been, for sure, been in the game a little bit longer than me and Picasso, right? But it's only so many times you can link up with niggas in this industry and build something bigger than that. So we went from, you know, y'all bringing Blackout at Draco's first show at home, or quote-unquote at home, right? Because I'm probably sure he couldn't perform in L.A. at, uh, at Santa Ana, at the observatory, we went from doing that to, you know, building something political and something black centered and, and speaking to, to free Draco and all the other niggas that's held down by this white supremacist capitalist oppressive system. So I just appreciate you and Picasso making the space for me and Blake, allowing us to chop game and, you know, free Draco, free Bambino, free Catchy, you know, free to stink. Yeah, catchy home, catchy and Ralphie home. So oh shit, I see Ralphie was home. I, I was telling, I was telling Blake a little earlier. My man's nigga, catchy been in jail for hella long, bro. Like this shit is ridiculous. Uh, I'm glad to hear that, bro. For sure, for sure. Yeah, we about to be dropping some music. They got music coming out, you know, and uh, a documentary that that we about to do on them, and it's gonna speak on all this too. So definitely, we can use some clips from this. Let's get to it. <laughs> 